It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Moo Cow Rich, bringing the bull. The one and only Danny. What up? What's going on, guys? Happy birthday, Drewfus. Thank you. Happy birthday, Drew. Yeah, happy birthday. Are we gonna sing? I'd prefer not. And so would our listeners. Fair enough. That's pretty How nice. How are you celebrating, Danny? Um, I went to work. <laughs> Very nice. How old are you now? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I turned forty in a couple weeks, and uh, I'm charting. No, not really. I don't give a fuck. Do you guys have like uh, a plan of what your uh, like midlife crisis is going to look like? I feel like you kind of have to map that out a little bit. Ooh, that's we're a, all coming up on it. That's a good question. <laughs> we need some. Uh, we need some time for that. Well, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'll end up buying a coupe convertible. Um, maybe toupee. A toupee. Yeah. Just, oh man! Just to see, just to see what it feels like to have hair. Since like if you if you look at like pictures of me when I was a little kid, you could already tell like my like the entry like the size of my hair was already. So I could have called that a long time ago. No, I'm definitely definitely gonna probably get a Corvette for sure. Really? Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Just because that's the midlife crisis car. Corvette. Yeah. You shit me. You guys have never heard of people buying Corvettes on their midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah, but there's no, better. I would just expect you to do something better. Yeah, there's better shit out there now. Damn. No, Dude, no have I'm you, not saying for have me. You, I'm saying for Danny. Have you seen that new Corvette? I just figured you to be more of an Aston Martin guy. Or Ooh, that's way so to go. Ben, Bentley. Bentley. No, not Bentley. Aston Martin was always my favorite car. Like that, I kind of wanted like luxury car like that. But the uh, actually the new Maser- the Maserati Coupe is actually probably where I'd go. But I'd like to get that as my car as opposed to my midlife crisis car. Just like, that'd be my just regular car. Anyway. Yeah. That's the one that's my, that's my goal is the Maserati Coupe. But it's cars for both of you guys? Yeah. Mo, what's your midlife crisis going to look like? Kyle, you can't have a midlife crisis if you've never grown up. <laughs> I was going to say, is it, is it starting a cigar company? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man. I think the way I look at it is uh, my life hasn't even started yet. Nice. So I don't really look at it like... I think, I think one of the dangers... Not dangers, but... A lot of times you'll see midlife crisis stuff like that with people that have attained a level of success early in their life or 
their best days came high school. At some, some, yeah, high school <laughs> or like, or like, you know, where they're always like trying to relive something that already happened. I'm not one of those people. I think that the best days are yet to come. And um, so I never really, there's nothing midlife crisis, I guess, if that makes sense. Well, thanks for making us feel like shit for our answers. No, I'm not making you feel like shit, man. I'm just being <laughs> honest with you. There's not, let me put it to you this way. There's nothing that I'm trying to hang on to or trying to be that I was before whatever I am now. Because right. I think the best version of myself is now. And every day, I've never been so focused in my life on bettering myself than I, than I am now. So why would I want to be like a worse version of myself, if that makes sense? That's just kind of how I look at it. I see Sorry midlife. For the deep philosophical answer. I see midlife. Right, I changed yeah, my answer. answer to Mo's. I changed my answer to Mo's. <laughs> I, I see. Uh, I see midlife <laughs> life crisis as more of a do something because you actually have the money to be able to do it now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have the money. Money to do anything that I wasn't able to do before, and the reality is that I probably had the money to do it before I actually am in now. So <laughs> that doesn't help matters. So yeah, but no, you're right, Drew. I think that's a big part of it. Well, some of it. I don't know. But if like I'd, when you see these, go ahead. I don't know if I'd actually do anything. I mean, what? Look, if I had the money to buy um, Aston Martin, sure. But I, I, if I had the money now, I'd buy it now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, what age do you guys consider midlife crisis? Because I've seen people get hit with it like early 40s, and I've seen people get hit with it like in their 50s. So what do you consider midlife crisis, I guess? Just whenever it happens, I guess. I mean, yeah. It could be in your 40s, your, you know, 50s, whatever. So. After you're in your 60s, though, it feels like you just don't give a fuck anymore. That feels right. different. <laughs> you got that old man going where you're just like, eh, fuck it. The worst, not the worst, but one of the toughest things to watch are people that just can't, like, do what they want to do and be comfortable with who they are. That's really tough to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're just not happy. Like, that's the thing. You, you're buying shit to make yourself happy, but it's... Right. It's, you got to be happy with what you have, who you are, before any of that other shit can make you happy. And, you know, that that's something that I learned, um, thankfully like early in my thirties, my twenties were, my twenties could have been better. I just had a weird upbringing, but just learned it. And it's just like, now you're happy with everything. And then, mm -hmm. you know, with most of your life, right. Let's say mm -hmm. now everything else you add on top is, is just that, right. It's the cherry yeah. on top. Yeah. Makes you appreciate everything. I think having kids too, does, does that like it just your, your priorities change. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that I you don't need know. kids to, you don't need kids to, for that to happen, but that that's where it kind of took a change for me. Mm -hmm. I can see that making you more like mature and grounded and stuff. Yeah. 
And a lot of it too is like appreciating who you are as an individual instead of like who you think you should be. Right. So that all fits with what you were saying, I think, Mo. Keep your future ahead of you instead of behind you. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how old you are, there's still ways to get better every day, whether that's personally or professionally or, you know, whatever. I think that, I guess my point is too, there is nothing material that will give you the happiness that you are looking for. Period. Sure. No, but it sure helps. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. I understand that. But look, man, I'm going to give you an example. I gave this example to some guys at the cigar shop. And there were some guys that, that I noticed were beginning to really like guys that I've known for some of them almost my entire life, literally. And some of them my entire life. Okay, they knew me since I was a baby. And I just said to them, I said, look, man, I remember the days when you guys used to dream about having a Mercedes Benz and your own house. And now, and these guys, by the way, are in their 40s and, and 50s and whatnot. And I said, now, the Mercedes is no longer good enough. Mm-hmm. The 3,000-square-foot home is no longer good enough. The Rolex is no longer good enough. Now you want a Patek Philippe or whatever the fuck it is. Okay? Or the Panerai is not good enough. Now you want whatever. It just never fucking stops. Yeah. If those are the things that you're looking for to give you like comfort in who you are, where you're at in your life, I just don't believe they could be found in material objects. No, there's always something else. Right. The thing is too, is like, okay, let's if if all that stuff gets taken away, what, you're gonna kill yourself? Like, you know, if that's what you're basing your life right. on of the right. shit you have, right? Um, and I think that that's kind of what I was guilty of, like in my twenties. Um, I made like really good money in my twenties and it was just, the more I made, the more I spent. Right. And it was just, it was never, it was never enough. Um, and, uh, and it's funny, a lot of that too, is like, it's almost like when I, when I launched the voyage, right. It was like, okay, it's here. It's selling. Okay, cool. What's next? Like, even I had that. So it's, there's a there's some things it's good for, like, mm-hmm. but the yeah if you if you define yourself by the material possessions, then you're an idiot. And chances are somebody's telling you what the cool material possessions are, right? Right. So it's like, like okay, yeah, that's a cool car because Instagram says it is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. I guess. You can't buy a cool factor. You can't buy, like, confidence. You can't buy a swagger. Because it doesn't matter what you drive, doesn't matter whatever, if you're not comfortable with who you are, it doesn't fucking matter what you have. I mean, you may enjoy those things, but if you're looking for fulfillment, that's not going to do it, no matter what you have. And I see it all the time. And Danny, I mean, we've traveled to how many cigar shops and you meet some guys that have major money 
you know when somebody has made your money and when they're fronting. Oh, for sure. I truly believe that. Because sure. the guys that really have it and are confident in themselves never talk about that stuff. Ever. Yeah, it's like a, it's a byproduct of just meeting right. them, right? And I, I've seen that too. It's like, man, I've been talking to this guy. This guy's super cool. You know, whatever. And then I remember specifically this, this guy and I'm looking, I'm like, are those Gucci loafers? Right? Like, And then it's right. like, and you would have just never known. He had a plain T-shirt on, but he had some Gucci shoes. But they were still right. kind of under, understated, right? They weren't like the bright fucking ones with Gucci right. all over them. Um, and then, yeah, then you look and he had, uh, I think he had a Breitling, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I know, I'm like, I know it's a $15,000 watch or whatever. Right? And, and it's like, man, that, he didn't define, like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't start the conversation there. Right. right? He didn't say, hey, look, you should hang out with me because I'm cool. It's like, no, I'll decide if you're cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've spent a decent amount of time working in software, right? And mm-hmm. the people who have shit tons of money there, you would never know just from right. meeting them on the street. Not a chance. Yeah. But those people are so loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then Drew's quiet over there in his little gated community. <laughs> I'm listening to the chirping. I love my millions. <laughs> gated. It's not gated. Is it fenced? No. <laughs> I mean, Call it something yeah, else. I guess it Guarded. is. It is fenced. There's not like it's a... Controlled. It's not it is like a restricted a... community, though, if you know what I'm saying. No. So speaking of controlled, I'll never forget... The one time, uh, so back in the day, I was on this project in San Diego um, for about two months. So, the bro dozer. But um, <laughs> so I get, so I'm going to work, and we used to start about 7, 7.30 every morning. And uh, we're leaving a hotel, man, and all of a sudden I see Border Patrol dudes like running through this golf course <laughs> that was right by the hotel. Jeez. I was like, damn, that's pretty crazy. So I uh, just, I don't know why I thought of that when you said that, but I just <laughs> patrolled uh, like a patrolled neighborhood. I just thought that was funny. Anyway. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> and really, we really got into that one. Yeah, it's so shocking. It's funny the deep thoughts show up when when we don't ask for the deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a little palate cleansing topic here uh, from our buddy Jim. Uh, do you drink your coffee black or do you put stuff in it? Black. 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 No. <laughs> Danny? Uh, I put Red Bull in my coffee and then take out all the coffee. Are you back to uh, Red Bull? Yeah, I'm one or two a day, Max. Shit's ramping up. Sugar-free or the other one? 
No, sugar free. Come on, I'm not a savage. Uh, no, but either way, I, I yeah, I don't drink coffee. I don't have anything against it, but it's just I typically don't. But if I do, when I do, there you go. I'll answer that. When I do drink coffee, there is a shit ton of stuff in it, so that it doesn't necessarily taste like coffee. You know what we're coming up on? Pumpkin spice season. Oh, can't wait! <laughs> I fucking love that shit. <laughs> I respect the fact that you're so open about it. It's it's going back to that same concept before. Just fucking love yourself, man. Mm-hmm. I love me some nerdy shit, and I love me some pumpkin spice latte. Try to take it away from me. Good fucking luck. I just can't. I've never had one, but I just I don't really like anything pumpkin flavored. Yeah. So I can't see myself liking it, that. It's not pumpkin flavored though. It's flavored the, for the spices they use in like pumpkin pies and stuff. So it's pumpkin oh. spice. I see. God, I see. You know what, Cal? <laughs> if I decide uh, to really let my hair down this fall, maybe I'll give one a shot for you, buddy. Midlife crisis, pumpkin spice yeah. latte. Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. some, get some yoga pants and some Uggs. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Zero chance. <laughs> All right, he had another question. Uh, Robusto or Toro? Depends on the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's obviously true. I'm with you. Toro. But okay, we have. If you were, one. Yeah, if you were to say, you know, only one of those forever. Robusto. Five by fifty Robusto. Yeah. I'm on team Robusto. Drew, tell us about the Toro. Why the Toro? Uh, I don't know. I had to pick one. Fair <laughs> enough. He's a, he's a large human being, so it just fits better in the same. I figure uh, <laughs> if it if you go Toro, um, if if it's for the rest of your life, you could smoke an inch of it and put it out and go on. You could smoke all of it and go on. But if it's a Robusto, you only have so much. The rich guy's getting cheap. That's, that's some deep shit. <laughs> deep shit. Drew's phallic deep. theory of cigars. <laughs> you can't add to it, but you can sure not use the whole thing. <laughs> I, I get that. I mean, that's, that's a fair argument. Yeah, because if, all right, you get it. That's reaching, but I get it. <laughs> reaching around. All right. Uh, um, Yogi1966 question. Favorite time of day to smoke? So that has changed for me. Um, when I'm on the road, that morning cigar is the best. Yeah. You know, before, before you start hitting shops, you know, you'll go. Uh, and I would, towards the end of my... When I was traveling, I would just have a protein bar and then uh, some coffee and then a cigar for breakfast, and I just, I love that. I I missed that. That was awesome. Now, um, I guess just that night gives me something to do. I like a good breakfast cigar on the uh, weekends. Start the day off good. 
I'm with Drew. That's that's the right answer, I think. Mm-hmm. It just feels right. Yeah. You, you know, for me, right now I'm smoking outside for the first time in a couple months at least since the weather's gotten so ridiculous out here. Where, like, even at night it was just too hot to be outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I gotta say, man, when it's a little, it's a little cooler, the, the evening time, I love it. Um, but that first cigar I have in the morning, I, man, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said uh, about my after lunch cigar, which I usually like. I usually go like Neanderthal right after lunch. I like that. Well, we, I think the evening, fucking chill. We don't all get to do that. <laughs> An after lunch cigar would be good though. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. After dinner's good like a in the rest. evenings when it's uh if it's nice out. Do you guys feel like like you have to smoke a cigar? So for instance, let's say I don't know, just like like, oh, we're going to be outside? Well, I have to smoke a cigar. Like, no matter what everybody else thinks. Or if you are you just like, eh, it's all right. It's like, it's not really the occasion. Fuck it. I don't really need it. Or do you... Cause it, here's the thing. It's, they're not addicting, right? But I think the muscle memory is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm sitting outside. It's a nice weather. I got a drink. I should be. I should have a cigar. Right? And it's like... But there's sometimes like, ah, probably not a good idea. Do you, do you find yourself uh, like ticking a little I, bit i can't um, there are certain scenarios where i just can't even imagine doing them without a cigar yeah mm-hmm. like what uh, um anything that involves being like, out of bed what did you say <laughs> <laughs> like if somebody invites me over to their house and they're like yeah we can't have a cigar there's probably zero chance i'm going <laughs> wow! Really? It's it's that much? That's crazy. Well, why would I waste my time with somebody like that? That's true. Negative people in your life. It's no good. Yeah, that's no good for anybody. I don't know. I feel like you got like if you go visit somebody for two hours, you got twenty two other hours in the day. No. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. You can but make like, new um, friends. I don't know. What would an example be? Like, um, I don't know what an example would be. I don't know. So, like, my parents, right? My parents are really against anything smoking, anything mm-hmm. fun. So, if I were to go, you know, I'd be outside, have a beer with my dad or whatever. I know he probably wouldn't say, or he, he'd maybe give me a look, uh, but I know it would bother him. So... I probably wouldn't do it, but you know, would I? So, would your response to that be like, "Ah, I don't, nah, I'm not gonna drink a beer." Like, no, nah, Dad, I'm gonna stay inside. <laughs> Go drink your own beer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Damn. That's what your response. You wouldn't smoke, man. That's crazy. No, I'm kidding, dude. I would just. <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't like their parents. <laughs> yeah. No. Some people. Pretty much, uh, but I, I don't know. Speaking of, I need to do a cigar switch because what I was just smoking is I'm not wasting my time. 
<laughs> you guys can go ahead. Name names. So uh, no, I will not name names. I'm I'm closer I, to I, I Danny's side of this. Yeah. I was trying to move it away from that so you wouldn't get pinned down on it. Yeah. Um I'm closer to Danny's side of it, but probably even a little further over. Like I guess the way that I think about it isn't so much like this is a, a, a thing I should have a cigar at. More like more like I need the right occasion for, for a cigar, not the other way. Right? So I almost never smoke around people that, that don't like tobacco and I'm almost always around people who don't like tobacco so that's just the way my world is um, I set aside the time and the place to do it on my own or at a shop or whatever but it's like an occasion to smoke not a constant thing for me because I, I mean so I know people that they can't be in a car without smoking a cigar regardless of who's in the car with them they can't drive they you know and there's reps that they smoke in their car somewhere. They can't go from one store to the next without a cigar, and they can't. And I'm just like, like it's raining. Yeah, outside. those people are those people are ridiculous. Right. It's like it, it's raining outside, and you got your window open just to smoke that cigar. Get the fuck out of here. And you're going mm-hmm. to a shop where you can smoke a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I, I right, right. And I'm like, listen, man, I I can smoke as many cigars every day that I want, like. So this occasion right now, maybe not the best idea, but you know, that's kind of like, that's like EQ, right? It's like emotional intelligence of just like, Hey, let me think about everyone else that I'm around. Right. I don't want to be that fucking guy because regardless, like you might be happy that you're smoking the cigar. Like, Oh, I'm smoking a cigar. Look at me. I'm a badass. Literally everyone else around you is like, you're a fucking idiot. And we're, you know, they would say, oh, you know, you shouldn't really care what people think. You don't, but you do, right? Like, I don't care what you think about my choice and how I live my life, but I don't want you to think I'm a fucking douchebag asshole either. Yeah, I'd like to hang out with my friends again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, chances are, you know, the guy in my example, not too many friends, right? He has people that, or they have people that know him, you know, or they know a lot of people. But, I don't know. Good for me. That's interesting. I'd be curious what, what our listeners do, too, because I feel like we have a pretty diverse group of listeners. Some people who, like, work at shops, other people who just get cigars in when they can. be curious what y'all think. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, go, Mo. No, no, no. Uh, no, go ahead, man. Finish. I'm, no, I'm I was getting gonna, my other cigar ready. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, I don't smoke cigars because they're cool. And I think sometimes there's people that smoke cigars because it's cool, all right? Or they're in, trying to get in this world, and they think it's cool, and they, they, they want to look cool with the cigar, which, you know, when I wasn't in it, sure, to an extent. It's a lifestyle. Right. I smoke them because I like to, but I'd like to be – I don't want to be stressed out with a cigar, right? It's like, it's like having a cigar that's like you got to keep relighting it, it. It's tight. It doesn't pull. You're not going to keep – you're not going to hold it just because it's cool looking. Fuck mm-hmm. that cigar. I'm out. It's out of here, right? So it's kind of the same thing. Like, <laughs> it's like if I can tell it's bothering people, or it's just not the right moment, you know. Yeah. Or yeah, sir, or there's no smoking inside the funeral home, right? It's like <laughs> obviously you should not be smoking right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you guys 100. percent The worst, the, the the biggest way to to kill the enjoyment of a cigar is to be around people that can't stand being around cigars. <laughs> yeah. yeah just destroy i don't care how good that cigar is yeah it's yeah. going to suck yeah mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people have a lot of lifestyles right and that's cool 
but with any lifestyle, shoving it in somebody else's face oh, yeah. seems like a dick move to me. Mm-hmm. That statement had all kinds of sexual connotations to it. Yep. <laughs> Don't wave it in my face, Danny. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I'm going to jab it right in your face, dude. I think uh, I think for me it's more of a feeling of look common sense. Not a good time to have a cigar. You just don't. But there's there's lots of time. Look, I smoked like three cigars, four cigars a day when we were on the beach two weeks ago, and I've had one cigar since. Um, and I just I haven't wanted to. Opportunity is part of that, but just haven't really wanted to. And. Uh, I don't know, more of a feeling than anything. And I'll look, yeah. there are people I hang out with that don't like cigars or don't want to be around the smoking stuff. So mm-hmm. I will go far away from them to have my cigar if I really feel like, you know what? It's a great evening. I want to have a cigar today. Right. I won't inconvenience them. I'll inconvenience myself and Yeah. I have my cigar. That's totally true. I, um, to go back to what Danny was saying, yeah, there are, there are people like that literally can't go from the couch to the bathroom without a cigar. I mean, it's just like, I don't smoke to smoke. Okay. I smoke to enjoy the cigar. If my palate is shot, or if I'm not tasting the cigar, if I don't like to taste this, I'm not smoking it. I'm just not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. You know, I mean, what's, I'm not a fiend, you know? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, at that point, you better have a stash of really cheap stuff for the end of your day, right? Because you're mm-hmm. not tasting anything. This is my seventh cigar of the day. It's a 10-year-old Cuban. Now, here's what I'll say, though. When you're in Nicaragua, you can literally smoke seven, eight cigars a day, and you can taste, I don't know what the hell it is, but my palate like doesn't get that burnt out down there. Huh. It's crazy. I don't know Elevation. if it's because of the Humidity. atmosphere. Yeah, I mean... That's interesting. It's also though you're in Nicaragua, right? It's kind of like yeah, you're you're in kind right. of a mecca. You're you know, so it's just sure. like it's like going to Vegas or going. It's uh, a bad example, but it's just I don't know, you know. So it's just like I'm. It's just natural. Like I'm here. I'm at the factory, of course, you know. And uh, yeah, that's probably it's like when you go to like a baseball game or something. You can eat all this. Food and you're like, where the fuck did I put that? Because I wouldn't, wouldn't normally do that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Point is, I guess I just don't smoke to smoke. Right. Legit. All right. All right. So we got a question from Marty Pape. Well, this is hot off the presses. Yeah. Um, if you could blend a cigar with any tobacco, what sort of blend would you work on? If you don't want to answer due to future plans, then what is one specific strain of tobacco you would love to blend? Drew and Cow, what is a leaf you would like to try and smoke? 
I'll start because I know the answer to this question. I've already talked about it before, mostly so you guys can think about your answers. Um, I would go, I, I want something with some good old Wisconsin tobacco in it. And Marty knows that already. Um, like actual Wisconsin tobacco. I think it would probably be terrible, <laughs> but I think the cool factor would be worth it. So that's okay. Even when Wisconsin tobacco was used all the time, it was used as binder because it wasn't particularly great. Um, but that would be fucking cool. Next. What was the question? I missed the question. What, what kind of basically? What kind of tobacco would you would you want to work with? Oh, dude. Or, I, I, that, uh, or what would you blend? Was really the the question. Mm, but, I, yeah. but I don't I don't know enough on that. I'd love to use um, some some uh, Puerto Rican tobacco uh, if if you could get some good wrapper. Uh, I've had a, I've had a couple examples of like Puerto Rican tobacco cigars, and uh, you could tell the the quality of the tobacco was good, but I think the blend wasn't all there. And then also one of them was like infused with something like really sweet. It was weird. Hmm. Uh, but I could see that the quality of that wrapper that they used wasn't bad. So I was like, man, I wonder what that would taste like on a maybe, you know, not so strong, you know, binder filler. Um, so I would love to do that. I mean, it, a lot like Wisconsin, there used to be a lot of tobacco grown in, in Puerto Rico. Um, the Fuentes factory was in Puerto Rico for a short time. Right. So, um, I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, but it's such a small Island that it's very hard to do, but, I think it'd be, I think it'd be pretty dope. Man, back in the day, Puerto Rican wrapper on top of a Wisconsin binder and blended fillers was a common cigar. Was it really? Yeah, man. Cow, I think we got them here. Yeah. Here comes Cow Magnum. Blend something together. Cow Magnum. Yeah. It'd be a solid five cent cigar. <laughs> Which is yeah, about what it cost back in the day. Yeah, but I could sell that for 12, easy. Once. <laughs> Next. Next. Mo, Drew. Dominican. I'd work. I love Dominican. Like just any Dominican anywhere in the cigar? Yeah. All Dominican, part Dominican. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Smoke Dominican, right. roll some Dominican. I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of people don't. No, a lot of people that, do. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, Nicaragua has become, like, the spot now, right? Um, but, I mean, if you just look at LFD, and oh, so, I mean, look at all the Fuente and all these guys in DR, they're the millions of cigars come out of there so it's just not the the place now is Nicaragua right to do it regardless of depending on who you ask you know one country does more cigars than the other right uh, Nicaragua's just a lot bigger yeah DR is going to have its comeback someday yeah it's kind of how it goes right something goes into vogue something else goes into vogue 
Nicaragua well, got all fucked up with wars in the past, and then Dominicans surged past them, and then now Nicaragua's coming back. They're heading. They're heading towards some political shit too, though. Yeah, oh. who knows how that's gonna go? Nicaragua. Ooh. Yeah. Mo, what about you, Mo? Uh, Peru. Hmm. Um, I if if my if my production levels ever get to the point where I could justify Noxa going out and buying it, like I know personally the main supplier of uh, Peruvian that's used in like Byron and Atabay and, and Davidoff, um, I would really like to use a his tobacco. That was phenomenal. So, uh, what's her name? Uses Peruvian tobacco, don't you? Uh, who? Psycho, uh, Psycho Indiana Ortez. Yeah, she was messing with it for sure. She she really likes it too. She was talking about trying stuff out with it. Thought it was cool as hell. Oh, okay, but it's not in production right now. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, they are. That's just such a nice tobacco. I did mess around with some Dominican on my last trip, uh, and I have it written down. I think it was Peloto. Um, but I, I just couldn't get into it, man. Just <laughs> for whatever that is like reason. The most, that is like the most common. Yeah. Dominican tobacco. Too. I mean, yeah. yeah, and I don't know probably. a ton about Dominican tobacco, but it was. I don't know. Just not my. I think it's, it's usually binder, though, right? If I. I was using it as a filler. Yeah, between binder and filler. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say Peru. I've heard Peru from a number of people that seem to know their shit. So there's something there for sure. Guys, I think I'm gonna have to. Th- I think I'm gonna have to toss my second cigar in a row. <laughs> I haven't had this happen to me in a long time. Wow! Do it. Get the next What's, one. Do it. How is it messed up? This is like. This is like seriously like thirty dollars worth of cigars that I'm tossing. This is really bad. That's a bad night. Are you going for a third? Are you giving up? No, I'm going to have to go back to Old Trusty. Those two are the same factory, too, though. Yes. That's a good point. Uh, this this La Calaveras from 2016 is amazing. Yeah, bro. I, I, I smoked <laughs> one the other day. That was phenomenal. That was really good. That whole line is great. Well, I guess we're going to I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned the Psycho 7 Nicaragua, Danny. That's what I'm smoking right now. Oh. I think I, I've had it. Uh, well, I know I've had it, but I think it's been... Shit. It's probably been a year since I've had it. I like it, man. I smoke a bunch of them. You know, she uh, has an opportunity. She has an opportunity to take that brand, that factory, and, and her kind of personality in the cigar industry, you know, to to another level that I think really no other women had been able to do for a while, right? With it, really on her own name, too. We'll see. 
Uh, yeah, a lot you of people talk like about her. people with the future in front of them. Holy shit. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's also a tough as hell time to be getting into the cigar game, I'd imagine. Like on your own with your own brands, or your own blends and stuff. Yeah, really more for, for the FDA shit. Yeah, right. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, but p- people are smoking a lot of cigars well, right now. No, yeah, hold yeah. On. I mean, no, go ahead. No, finish what you're saying. I'll, I'll jump <laughs> in after that. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, you know, I, would, I, I think I've said it before. I might have even said it last week. Uh, and if you guys haven't heard the Pete Johnson interview from last week, definitely go find that one. It's pretty oh, dope. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've had stores that tell me they've had some of their best months ever, right? They've been around 15, 20 years, the last three months or whatever were their best month they've ever had. So people are smoking, right? And yes. So, um, but even still, I think they'd still be wary of bringing something new in, but you never know. Mo, what were you going to say, man? Yeah. Um, well, finally, I got a cigar that works. Is it a patina? <laughs> it is. I was, look, man, I, I'm trying, trying to, like like I said, man, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm just trying to smoke all the stuff that I got because it's like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. If you got something, I'm, I'm not going to look at it anymore. If I, you know what, fuck it, man. I'm going to give it a roll. And uh, unfortunately, tonight, um, two of those types of cigars just uh, didn't work out. But um, I think what, so what I think you're seeing a lot in the cigar market now is I'm not really seeing a lot of shops taking chances on unknown or smaller brands. Um, but the people that are existing customers, I think, are doing as much, if not more, than they were before. So people are definitely still smoking, but I also think that online's playing a big role too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of brick and mortars. I think there. I think there are ones that are really struggling and ones that are killing it more and more as time goes on, if that makes sense. So yeah, let's, I, let's make it a little fun for, for you guys. This is, this is going to be maybe a question you can't answer for the ones that are doing well. And the ones that are killing it, is it like mostly luck because of where they are and who they cater to, or is it mostly how they conduct their business? Like, is it their own fault or is it something they can fix? Um, uh, <laughs> like I said, you might not be able to answer. My that. guess, my no. guess would be it's their own fault, but that's just that's where guess. I'm at too, Drew. I agree, but I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of guys. Okay, look, here's the thing. If you have a basic humidor, right, and I can't come smoke in your lounge. Why would I come buy my Romeos from you at ten or eleven dollars a piece when I can go online and get them for eight? Right. So some of yeah. it has to do with the fact that you couldn't smoke in a place. You think? Sure, I think that's, that's legit. a big part of it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but I think Romeo guys 
not buying online. Uh, Some are. Maybe he is now. Okay. La Gloria yeah. Cubana. How about that one? Okay. But either way, your guys that were coming in and buying that cigar to be able to sit in the lounge now don't have to do that. Right? They right. could just go, you know, whatever. What what boggles my mind as a small brand and a brand that's not as readily available. Yes, there are online outlets that carry patina, but they don't blow it out, at least not in a while. I mean, I've had that happen to me before. Um, but my thing is, if I'm a retailer and I want to get some some traffic going, why wouldn't I try to have the brands that people really, really can't go online and just get? Why wouldn't I bring in a draw to my humidor? Not to say that I'm at that level, but I'm just saying if if you really wanted to do something different, a patina or a, you know, a, a, I mean, Roma's pretty, a lot of people have Roma, I guess. Um, somebody might argue not enough, Danny. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my point is that why wouldn't you try to differentiate your humidor in a time when so many people are buying online? Give them something that they can't just go order online everywhere and anywhere and get it on a massive discount to what you're selling it for. How are, uh, how are some of those cigar shops working though? Because it, aren't they all like curbside? So you have to know what they've got to even get it. Our shops are all open oh. here, so you can go in you can smoke, you can browse. So I don't. I, yeah, I think most shops are. You can go in. Uh, I don't really. You can go in and, and browse at least. You just can't. Still. You just can't stay and smoke. What's that? You can go in and browse. You just can't stay and smoke. Uh here you could stay and smoke. Okay. Now that's in jeopardy because people are being fucking idiots. But as of now, yeah. Danny, you want to weigh in? You said you were going to wait till Mo was done. Oh, did I? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, let's take like the state of Florida, right? Which is a clusterfuck, and there's different rules for our, everybody out there, right? So it's like, I think the the shops that are hurting that I've contacted to, I have like a bar inside, and since the depending on where they are in the state, since they can't serve at the bar or, or have a maximum capacity because everybody has to be six feet apart of like six, seven people, then they're shutting down or they're just closed because they're like, well, I have to pay all my employees to be here. It's not making money. I can only have six people. Like what the fuck is that going to do? Um, but then there's other shops that have bars, but they're allowed to stay open and they're literally not too far from the other place. So it's like, I think I think state by state it, it's a, a bit of a different case. Um, now, of course, the guys that were online already had the big numbers um, kind of at the beginning. I think some of the other stores had kind of caught up, um, not caught up, but they they put a dent in in their sales. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the shops the shops that are killing it were already doing it right. Right. There's nobody that was like, 
a shitty store or whatever, and then all of a sudden they miraculously figured it out in this, and they're killing it. Right. So the the guys that are killing it already had were already doing it right. They just were able to draw a little more attention to themselves, or a lot more attention to themselves, on this with their online presence and stuff like that. I think the you know other people that that are really struggling, and just kind of goes you know I'm going to try to tie this into Mo's point. It's like the reason why they wouldn't want to take it quote unquote take a chance with a smaller brand is because these are the same guys that we talk about don't necessarily want to get up and work their humidor, right? They don't, they don't, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't doing work anyway. And now that they have to go outside and hand you your cigars and now they have to sanitize the whole lounge and now that they have to keep people separate, they're going to, they're not going to want to do that even less or they're going to want to do right. that. They want to want to do it less, right? So it's like they're just like, no, nah, because I'll have to tell my people about it, and I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Now there are some there are some humidors that are closed, right? So the lounge is open. You can kind of tell them what it is you want. You you can ask for it. They'll tell you if they have it, yes or no, uh, and then they will go get you the cigar. So I could kind of see a shop like that not necessarily wanting to take a chance on a new cigar because it's like, look, dude, you know, I nobody can go in and browse right now. Um, so that I understand that should really be the only reason. Uh, but you know, I, I just think sometimes these guys just don't, they just don't want to put the work into it. Uh, yep. I I think there's a lot of truth to that. So it just sped up what was probably going to happen anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, it definitely identified their, their flaws. Speaking of good retailers that ship, if you want to order offline or online, sorry, uh, Smoke Maniunk, Smoke Like a Sultan, 15% off for our listeners. Uh, that is nice. still going on. So, um, But yeah, the online arena, listen, guys were hesitant maybe because they weren't sure if the government was going to really become you know, hard, down hard on that. I don't know. But I feel like if you don't figure out a way, if you have a unique selection, you need to figure out a way to get it to people and figure out whatever avenues that you have to take to get it to people. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen that even be successful without the online side of things. Yeah, absolutely. If you build up a loyal customer base, like, like one of the shops that I really like has not traditionally been very large on, on the internet at all. Like they get the info out on the internet, which is cool. But like I, I buy from them because I want to support them in a hard time. And I think enough people do that with some of these shops that it's like, Oh, well that's fucking fantastic. We're rolling. Mm-hmm. And, and Kyle, for our listeners, what shop is that? Uh, Lake country cigars in Delafield, Wisconsin. Uh, Tyler's job. been doing a good job, good job of getting stuff on Facebook and, and Instagram and whatnot. But overall, like their customer base is not not typically mm-hmm. an online customer base. It's they just mm-hmm. do things right. Yep. And look, another one. And I don't know if he really even has a website or how he does it or a big online presence. Maybe on Facebook, certainly on Instagram, it's he posts. But uh, Sir Lewis cigars in, in uh, Massachusetts. That guy's like the boutique king. 
you know, small brand king. I mean, he has stuff like um, Paul Stulak, uh, stuff like that. I mean, you know, stuff that I haven't seen since I lived in Tulsa. Uh, Principal, which is a Nashville-based brand. He has a ton of that, um, you know, that's made at the Kellner Boutique Factory. Uh, you know, just really cool. I believe he has Castagli, too. Uh, just really cool, smaller brands uh, that you can't find everywhere. Almost like a Massachusetts small bash without the <laughs> website. You know, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, there are these guys out there that do a really, really nice job. And, and I know even for Patina, he has put Patina in some samplers and stuff. And there are people that smoke Patina now that never would have heard of it if he didn't do that stuff. So... Yeah, and that's a. I, I don't know what that shop did previously. I really don't have any idea, but they've really sort of slammed on the social side pretty hard. And I thought, mm -hmm. I think you can't miss them now. No. It's kind They're of crazy. Really, yeah, they got another uh, small brand out of Chicago uh, called Black Star Line Cigars. Those guys are made at um, uh, Al Titan. Their cigars. Damn. And. Um, I've had their Mexican San Andreas uh, yeah. one. Yeah. You know, they carry them. Uh, so it, it's cool, man. I mean, it's just it's a really cool website. Or not website, but really cool store, and, and they ship. So. Hey, hey, Drew, how are the Sultan cigars doing, man? Uh, there are a few boxes left. Talked to Vince um, late last week, and there are just a handful of boxes left of each. Hmm. So I've made a couple of posts, and uh, when they're gone, they're actually gone. You you <laughs> won't find any. You won't find any in the back of the uh, the Sultan warehouse. <laughs> Sultan's HQ. Yeah. There won't be a lost and found release there in this will, one. There will not. <laughs> None were lost. Therefore, they can't be found. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, random thought while you guys were talking about smoking during pandemics. Uh, something I read recently in a couple of different books was that. Uh, during the Black Plague, when that was going across Europe, uh, it was thought that tobacco would ward it off, right? You, like, it never really took the local tobacconist. It never got that guy. And if people were smoking, they thought it was less likely you'd get the plague. So they actually, like, they made it so kids in schools had to smoke. Like, nice. part of your school day was you would smoke. Uh, I don't care how old you are. Here's your tobacco. Get to That's it. Awesome. Um, <laughs> So that's pretty pretty different from our pandemic response, but I thought that was pretty fascinating. I think the biggest misconception about tobacco is tobacco versus what the cigarette companies did to bastardize tobacco. There's a big difference. Because Camel. just, I mean, that's not even... By the time you get a cigarette, I mean, is that even really tobacco anymore? 
I mean, there's some tobacco in there. Right. Some. <laughs> and a whole host of other shit, too. I was reading something interesting about that, too, when you're talking about cigarettes and health effects. Uh, there was a, you know, back, so the Surgeon General's report about tobacco came out in 1964, right, talking about how bad tobacco actually is, and it definitely causes cancers and all this other stuff that people just didn't really, like, they maybe knew, but they didn't really know. So 1964 was the turning year for that. And one of the things that cigarette companies did uh, to try to get around that. Sorry if I'm boring you, but I'm doing it anyway. Um, no. To get around stuff. that was they, they made their filters better, right? So it would filter out more of the shit that wouldn't get into mm -hmm. you then. And, and this one company made a filter so good that it actually, like, realistically worked. Like, it was actually good. Uh, and nobody mm -hmm. bought it because it tasted like shit then because you didn't get anything out of it. So they, they then uh, sold it as a new and improved filter by making it directly worse, right? <laughs> They're like, fuck this, we're going to a <laughs> shitty filter. Uh, here's our new and improved product uh, and our new, new and improved filter, which is actually a much, much worse filter. They sell more? Oh, yeah, way more. Yeah, there you go. So fun. Weird world. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? I'm so ready I'm so ready for next year. Bring it on. <laughs> I really don't think it's going to be much different, at least in the beginning. It's just hope. Yeah, I hope so. You open for those vaccines? Uh, yeah, the, the tracking ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Dude, no, of course. They're going to they're gonna track everybody. Bill Gates already do that with your phone. Yeah, why would they do that in a vaccine when they can do it with what's in your pocket today at no cost? Because, because you can get rid yeah. of what's in your pocket. You can leave that at home. <laughs> you can break it. Mm -hmm. yeah, they'll still find a way. <laughs> but what's going to be, they're going to be able to control you with 5G with whatever they inject you with in the vaccine. That's so, what it is. It. It's all about the 5G control. Damn right. This took a so, turn. <laughs> so here's my thing. First of all, even if they come out with a vaccine, then you have to figure out a way to get it right to people. There's been trials already, and it's and it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, look, the thing, <laughs> the thing is not going away. The the thing, what's going to make a difference is people's attitude towards it. And if they give it the seriousness that it obviously is seeking, because it keeps killing people, so it's saying, take you seriously. And so if people start to listen, then we'll be able to come uh, to a better way of living with, with it, right? Just like anything else, you learn how to operate with this thing as a possibility. And then we could probably try to establish some normalcy after that. But until people start taking it seriously and assuming they do, uh, you know, things are going to continue to be like this fucking middle of nowhere. Like we're not moving forward and we're not, not able to do anything. So, but, and I mean, even as a cigar 
being in the cigar industry, we don't know what next year is going to look like either. Um, if there's a new administration in, who knows? Right? Yeah. So we'll see. All right. What else? I'm just trying to think of why anybody would want to track me for anything. <laughs> That's how special you are. You're pretty special, though. Yeah. <laughs> Still in my house. Still sitting on my deck smoking a cigar. Good tracking. <laughs> so, here's a question for you guys. What what type, and this is spurred by what we were talking about a little bit earlier, what are the worst type of people to smoke a cigar with where you're just like, you know what, this is, fuck this, I just, this can't do it. Non-cigar people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, assuming they are cigar people too. Here's the reason I ask, because my answers have kind of changed over time. Okay? Like, there are people that I wasn't so tolerant of before that I'm more tolerant of now, and people that I wasn't super tolerant of that I'm more tolerant of now. That's the reason I ask that, because I think it's actually a fluid thing. But I could be wrong. That's why I'm asking Go ahead, Danny. No, I don't know. I think, I think for me, it's like, especially if I go to a lounge or something, like I don't, and I, we, I, I know I've said this before. It's just like I just don't, I don't want to talk about cigars the whole time, right? And so let's just have an interesting conversation. Don't tell me about how great your cigar is. Don't tell me, you know. And I, I understand, you know, there's especially with with Roma, you know, there's a lot of fan guys, and you know, I'll give them their time. But dude, I've been here an hour, and we're still talking about this shit, right? Like just shut up already like let's talk about you let's talk about your whatever and i i don't know i just i just like just that like the constant like yeah i get it we're smoking cigars it's like okay get over it <laughs> right like let's just <laughs> let's just relax and, ha- and have this a time. let's talk about other things i i, I don't know but I, i'm pretty tolerant you know unless there's somebody like overly annoying which a, a bunch of people, specific people, will come to mind. Not, not necessarily a type, right? But um, I don't know. That's me, though. Yeah, I guess my, mine is similar to that. I guess I would say people who who can't read a room for like to save their life, whether right. it's you know shut up about that topic or don't bring that up right now or like let's move on with the conversation, whatever, right? Like. That's my my killer. I agree. That's kind of been it, yeah. that's kind of in general though, regardless if I have a cigar or not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But if you fucking up my cigar, I mean, I'll be twice in that. Um, another annoying one would be uh, the people that are smoking a cigar because they think it makes them cool. Bingo. 
<laughs> fucking bingo. Dude, Drew, I don't know how you read my mind, but that never used to really bother me. Now, it fucking bothers me. And you, you know how you, you can tell those guys from a mile away is the way that they're holding their cigar. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're always, they have it, like they have their hand bent and they're, they're just like the way they're holding it. And like they never just put it to their side. They never, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, just they're relax always within your hand. Showing it off. Yeah. Look at me. Look at yeah, this. Like look at this. My... Look, like... look. Got a cigar. Look. Everybody yeah. look. Yeah. Like... <laughs> We're in a cigar shop. We all have cigars. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I, I think this whole influx of, um, you know, we see it on social media all the time. We talk about it. The cigar is becoming a prop to uh, an overall image that you're trying to portray, I guess. Uh, is that like a, a new person thing? Do people grow out of that? Or do you see it in people that, like, it sticks around? I haven't seen as much of it, so I'm just not sure. That's a really good question, Kyle. I've never really, I've never stuck around those people long enough to to really see if there's an evolution. But I think some do, some don't. Some it's yeah. always, oh, this is this is cool, so I got to make sure everybody sees that it's cool. But those right. are the some ones that are those are the same guys that are buying, I don't know, whatever else to look cool. Uh, right. The new, the right. you know, the best shoes, the shirt, whatever their purse that they're carrying. <laughs> um, it's a satchel. It's <laughs> the merch. <laughs> yeah. Man bag. Uh, it's those same ones that are uh, doing that stuff. The the newbie, yeah, a... I think, does it, right. but they, they learn. Oh, that's that's not cool. I can just sit here and be cool, and I'm fine. I don't have to right. let everyone know. They grow out of that and move on. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. Smoking cigars is cool. Let, let's be real. But the reason it's cool is because of it relaxing us and being able to get rid of our day and just, you know, we're not, it's not cool because of the way we hold it. It's not cool because of the cutter we have. It's not cool mm-hmm. because of the lighter we have. Like, it, it's just, it's just, listen, it, calm down like relax right like when i got in in into the industry and i went to my first like oh shit everybody is like like my first let's say ipcpr right from surrounded i i didn't do anything but just take it in right and like and like yeah it's i get it it's 1 a.m i'm at the round bar no one's talking about cigars right no one no one's talking about stores no one is talking about like we're just fucking all hanging out. And I think we've said it before, cigar guys rarely talk about cigars. So yeah. if, if you find yourself in the presence of Mo, tell, buy cigars, tell him how much you like them, ask him about his Jordan collection, ask him about other shit, find out about him. him. All right. And, uh, you know, because here, here's the thing, man, well, guys have been in the industry for a long time. There's a lot, there's almost nothing they haven't heard. Right. So, you know, you as a customer, you're not going to drop some amazing knowledge about something that we haven't heard or already know or disagree with. Um, and and then also you can't be like, oh, you know, 
this X cigar is like one of the best I've ever had. One, I'm gonna judge you for that. Two, you know, <laughs> it's it's all it's all like that's your personal preference based, right? Don't don't right. push that shit on me. It's like cool, bro. I don't give a fuck. What's your name? <laughs> you know, like like I don't care. You're cool. You're you got a cigar. You're here. You're smoking. You know, yeah. because what's what's not cool is to be the new guy holding a cigar and then turning pale and getting the nicotine sweats and <laughs> <laughs> disappearing to the bathroom every five minutes because you're throwing up, right? Just, just take it easy. If you're a rookie, let us know. We'll take care of you. I love when new people smoke. I take care of those people. I go, I check in on them, make sure they got some light. You know, just don't try to, oh, maybe that's in my other guy. The other guy that's just trying to school me the whole time, right? Like, not that yeah. I know, not that I know everything, but at the same time, like, dude, who are you to school anybody? Right? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, right? And or he's trying you know, to like catch you saying something a little off, right? Like, right, oh, you right. misspoke, haha. <laughs> right? Like, okay, dude. Because um, that said, when there is somebody in the room that knows their shit, I'm all ears, man. I, and I'm the most humble motherfucker, right? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk this part. I'm not gonna pretend I know anything. Unless I'm directly asked a question and I don't want to look like an idiot. All right. I'm not trying to school the cigar guy when you go to an event or the rep or just fucking whatever. Dude, now I'm annoyed. Not going to go to bed soon and annoy <laughs> people that I haven't even talked to. Look, the, the other thing in addition to that is when somebody wants to talk like tries to get you to talk about other people's cigars. Yeah. And especially when you don't like those cigars, but you can't say that. Yeah, because you look douchey. Yeah, so it's like you're in this impossible situation um, or the, guy, the guys that always want to tell me how much they like all of these other cigars but don't smoke mine. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> look, I don't... <laughs> I mean, all right, Thanks. I get it. You know, yeah. cool. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know, whatever. No, people do that with me. Like they try to bring up black label, right. try to get, yeah, oh, black label. And I'm like, oh, actually they're really cool people. I, you know, yeah. I love Ben. Ben's a cool guy. James and his wife are awesome. Their factory is fucking beautiful, you know? And, uh, and they're just like taken aback. Like, oh, but they're your, your competitor. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, so it's everyone else in this fucking humidor. You didn't bring them up. Right. right? So, so it's well, like, let me ask you a question. So actually, this is a question for you then. Where did, okay, because, and I see this in humidors too, where people always lump Roma and Black Label together. Now, <laughs> as, first of all, the cigars could not be more different, sure. in my opinion. Okay. But. What? Where does that originate from, man? Like, how how did it come to be where it's like, like, Roma and Black? Is it because there's so much crossover between the people that smoke them, or why? Why? What, what's funny is I don't really believe there is a lot. I, there is a few here and there, but I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of crossover, which I think is what creates that separation. Um, but hey, you know they they use skulls. We have skulls. Uh, there are about a million cigars. We're about a million cigars. They own a fact, their own small factory. We own our own small factory. 
uh, both Nicaragua and, uh, you know, and so there are some similarities in, in that aspect. You know, we came out with Black Irish. They came out with a barber pole, Sabretooth. They came out with another barber pole. And not that they're copying us. It's just, you know, there are, there are some similarities aesthetically, sort of, right? Um, but I, I just think that people just love that controversy, right? Like, like you, you'll see Foundation and Saka next to each other, right? Two guys, both big names at Drew Estate. Don't, neither one of them own their own factory. They're both from the, nor they're both from the Northeast, uh, depending on what mm -hmm. team you're on, that, that's the guy that created Liga Bravada, right? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think you know people are always looking for that, and what you know we get compared to Tatsuhei a lot too, right? Um, I've heard and, that a little bit, not not as yeah. much, but yeah, I've heard yeah. that. No, well, you know, Tat's been around a little longer, and and, and this and that, but uh, um, I, I really just think that's it. And, and what's funny is how people just automatically assume. And we just don't like each other. And I, I, you know, for me, you know, I'm not going to speak for anybody, but for me personally, they've always been super nice to me. They've always offered me stuff. Ben and I text each other every once in a while. He's a Texas guy. That's the other thing. Black Label was kind of based out of, sort of based out of Texas. Like that's where they, that's where they lived before they really started those things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of commonalities. Cigars are, couldn't be, couldn't be any more different. Um, but I just think I just think people like the bullshit drama. I, I just got to believe that. So. Wait, cigar dudes like drama? No way, dude. They're worse than high school cheerleaders, man. Absolutely. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't, I just, uh, and because I was wondering too, did that originate from a retailer thing? Like well, we don't have black label, we have Roma or we don't have Roma, but we have black label. And did that, was that something that, that got consumers to start thinking that way? I, I just wasn't really, but, but I've heard it enough. Uh, to where you're kind of like, why did those two keep getting lumped together? I don't right. Now, I, I mean, if it came from a retailer, maybe I could, I could tell you, like Roma's never been like, oh, you carry Black Label and fuck it, you know, or hey, you know, whatever. Like we don't care. My, I would be, I'm willing to bet a million dollars they've never said that shit either. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know, you know, a lot of those guys. Uh, but I mean, there's a chance that, Hey, you, there's a shop that didn't like something skip posted on social media. And then kind of like in the, <laughs> at the, at the same day, you know, Ben walked in or, or, or James Brown walked in and they're like, Oh, well good. Cause I was looking to get rid of this fucking shit anyway. Cause this guy pissed me off about Trump or something. Yeah. You know, who knows? And then like, Oh yeah. Fuck, fuck Roma. We're going to bring black people or, or that could have happened the other way. Like, you know, Hey, you know, James Brown wears Jordans. Fuck that. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm a Kobe guy. So fuck them, and we're gonna bring in, you know, well, I have Roma. We won't have black. You know, maybe that happened at the retail level, but I know it didn't happen from Roma, and I'm I'm more than sure it didn't happen on their end either. So I don't know. Yeah. 
It must be kind of nice, though, if your stuff is put, like, directly next to somebody who, like, that's not going to draw the sale, right, and vice versa. That's got to be kind of cool. What do you mean? So they're not going to walk over to that display if they have Roma and, and Black Label next to each other and be like, oh, I was thinking about a about a Roma, but I'm going to get this Black Label. Because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I of mean, cigars that are that are put next to each other where you're like, man, I can't decide between these. You know, it's funny. I think I think nowadays you people just buy one of each. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so it's like, and then you once you're once you're on it, you just keep buying the stuff that you like, which is good. So it's a funny world. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. It'll be interesting to get back on the road and see like how things have shaken out in different parts of the country and what the new landscape is going to look like and all of that. But I hope that's sooner rather than later. Because I'm getting sick of being at home. (laughs) Drew. Yo. How are you celebrating that birthday, man? What are you going to do and what have you done? Um, this is it. Hanging out with you oh, guys. Thanks. Now, um, hung out with a couple friends over the weekend. Went shooting. Went and rode four-wheelers. Podcasted. Nice. Doing some family stuff on uh, Wednesday. Nice. That's about it. Made a whole week of it. That's good. Oh, by the way, people that do birthday months, <laughs> as if like the whole fucking <laughs> month is their birthday, they need to stop that shit. Please. <laughs> it's one fucking day. You get one day. One. You heard Mo. You get one day. You get one day. Thoughts. I've probably had a full 24 hours now, so. All right, that's enough. That's it. <laughs> Anything else we got that's this week, guys? That's it. Uh, we could just let everybody know if anybody's still listening, stay tuned for a big announcement next week. <gasps> oh, oh, he's teasing it. The oh, my gen- God. Gen- Cliffhanger, like a legit one too, not like some yeah some this is... bullshit where like sometimes the podcast would be like this is gonna be huge and it's like oh okay cool no this actually <laughs> it's actually pretty, cool this actually is going to be a rather large announcement tell your friends if you have any if you if you have some listen next week. <laughs> Because if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you might not. <laughs> Damn. We're, your, we're, we're your friends if you're listening. Yes, we're your friends. But don't tell us. We already know. <laughs> <laughs> tell some people that you would like be, to be your friend. Listen to next week's episode. Maybe we'll tease it all week. Ooh, yeah. After, after, the, sh- after the show goes up. All right. All right. See you guys. See you. Cheers, guys. Later, guys.
Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the Sultans of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.